home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Mom always told me to be a good boy, but the world said I could be anything I wanted to be, which is great because I want to be a problem. No, I won't dive into sex, drugs, or gender confusion. To the world, that would make me a good little boy. I will learn formal logic and adhere firmly to the concept of objective truth. I will commit myself absolutely to the authority of the Word of God and make friends with Augustine, Luther, Calvin, Chesterton, Lewis, and the U.S. Constitution. I hope to grow up and love only one woman, a woman at least as clear-thinking and rebellious in this world as I will be, who knows where true beauty lies and who will never let me stop striving to be the biggest problem I can be. I will give my life for hers and aim to have a family large enough to require specialty automobiles. We will worship in a church unashamed of the gospel and live in a community of families doing the same. I will work myself to the bone providing for my family and I will make sure my kids all fall in love with Narnia and Middle Earth, that they will all know how to think, that evolution will make them giggle, and rainbows will make them think of Noah and his archiarchy. Like I said, I will be a problem, immune to all that is hip and trendy and now. Singing songs that are centuries old, savoring good wine and great whiskey, dancing and laughing and feasting while the enemies of God scowl and glower in shelter and place. Hey little boy, the world says, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a metastasizing cancer of conservative Christian culture, devouring Marx's impotent progressive dream and building a resurrected Western world. I want to be a stomper of stupid sandcastles, an exposer of poisonous lies, I want my life to be a monument to the Triune Creator God who made us all. The kind of monument you and yours will never be able to tear down. Oh, and farm. Thanks for asking. New St. Andrews College. Liberal Arts for Outlaws. There you go. We're going into another dimension. Mm. <laughs> Give me a second. Right? Hey, Koda Shabbat. Gabe and Marcus Pittman are in Oklahoma. Come in to tell us how the conference is going. Keith is also here with us, and we're going to have a great show. I, I don't know what that one is. That's, that, 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 was, that, that was uh, Pastor Toby and Chuck Knox. Welcome to Cross Politics. Oh. <laughs> mm. Sign up, become a club member. <laughs> Baptize your babies. I heard that oh, one. Yeah, that that was one was definitely definitely in there. Subscribe for the Fight Life East The glory magazine. of the Lord is in this place. No, I think that's what it was, the glory that said. You didn't get that one. He yeah. had that one. Yeah. Is that TD? Uh, huh? Is that TD? I think that's TD, James. That's what happens oh. when you get Presbyterian trying to <laughs> interpret the tongues. <laughs>
<laughs> it doesn't work out. Uh, I, I thought the whole thing was baptize your baby. That's all I thought. That's all no, I heard the, the, the last time. part was definitely the glory of the Lord is in his place. The, the uh, okay. one in the middle, I think you're right. Well, so, yeah. I think T.D. Jakes would also agree, I think, that Jesus is Lord. Absolutely. In public and in private, every area of life must be subject to his lordship, and our use of technology is no exception. What <laughs> captures our attention on the screen either glorifies or dishonors our Lord. That's why accountable to you, that's the word accountable, the number two, and then the word you, is committed to promoting biblical accountability in our families and churches. Their monitoring and reporting software makes transparency easy on all your devices so you can say with the psalmist, I will not set anything worthless before my eyes. So guard against temptation with accountable to you and live for God's glory. Learn more and try it today for free at accountable to you.com slash FLF. Mm. Now that TD Jakes has done our whole welcome, and I don't think TD Jakes would actually believe Jesus is Lord. He, if he does, he got the wrong Jesus, you know, little, the whole, little, little yeah, his Trinitarian theology yeah. kind of messed up. But he's still, he'd yeah. still be Lord. He's just the Father and the Spirit as well. I, <laughs> <laughs> sort of like I don't he's, know who he's, he's talking about, though. He's, we like, don't he's sort of a modalist. Yeah, he's a modalist. We can't, we can't. Anyway, okay, Gabe well. and Marcus Pittman are out in uh, Oklahoma. Is that the land of the free and the home of the brave that separate themselves from Texas freely? Right, Gabe? Something like that. Uh, I mean, it's our Red River, but whatever. Yeah, I know. I know you seem. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It sounds, it sounds like you're kind of uh, you're you're kind of coming to peace with it. Actually, it sounds like you're okay with it now. Well, I'll tell you. So I flew into Dallas on Tuesday, and then I flew into Oklahoma on uh, Wednesday. And I mean, the crazy thing about the South is like the cultural Christianity is still a real thing out here. I mean, the people are really nice out here. It's been. Every cab driver is like so welcoming. I mean, it's just so different than being in the Northwest. I, I mean, I went to a sushi restaurant that had hymn music playing, instrumental hymn music playing uh, at the sushi restaurant. Like, I'm in the South. <laughs> and so, you guys, what, what's the conference that you're at out there? So, we're at Forum 12, which is a nonprofit organization of our corporate sponsor, Gravity Jack. And uh, Luke, Luke and Jen, who are uh, Luke's the CEO of Gravity Jack, and they run Forum 12. And uh, it's basically just a, a kind of a web 3.0 business conference with um, largely tech, spiritual ministry leaders kind of across the nation. And even, I think, um, one from England, England and uh, Australia. Mm. So um, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting conference. I mean, it's definitely far more charismatic. I think me and Marcus are the only Presbyterians here. <laughs> are, are you in Tulsa? We're we're, yeah, we're, we're at Laura Roberts University. Uh, right, we're, yeah. in the, yeah. look, we're in the middle. We're 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 sitting well, on the twenty first floor. Tips while you're there. <laughs> yeah, we're in the we're on the twenty first floor of a sixty story building that Oral Roberts built in the middle of flat Tulsa. You can see this building <laughs> all over. Wow, it's insane. Wow. So did you guys stop anywhere close by Black Wall Street? Anything there? You guys want to? Is that here? Yeah, yeah, Black Wall Street's here. Yeah. Oh, I want to go. I want to yeah. go. Well, I, we, we will. Okay. I, I want to go. go. Me and John I are going to go. go. I mean, if you guys go to a charismatic conference, I just want you to just, you know. Anyway, so, 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 so tell us about the conference. How's it been? What have you guys picked up on? Just kind of lay it out for us. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a, a Web 3.0 conference. So there's a lot of talk on blockchain, crypto, um, uh, VR and AR, virtual reality and augmented reality. And I, I mean, the thing I really appreciate appreciate about these brothers, they're, they're hard workers, they're very sincere, and they're very passionate about um, creating businesses um, for God's kingdom. I mean, 
like and, the, and skyscrapers and skyscrapers and build a yeah. bit. Yeah. They do not think, I mean, Presbyterians, if we had the passion and energy and vision they have about business, AKA I mean, the, Holy Spirit. Cra- the, the, the way, the way I described it was, uh, charismatics are really big into like building and like creating businesses that are, they want to carve Jesus's name and in, in the biggest mountain. Uh, and, and, and reform people, they want to read. Right. <laughs> and so, so the charismatics are all about building with no theological background or very shallow theological study. And then the reformed guys are like, we're not really into the building part, but the reading and the theology part we're into. And so like, it's like the two opposite ends. Yeah. Really. It's really fascinating. Even in history, Rush Dooney kind of recommended a guy named Bob Mumford, who was a bit of a charismatic guy. And Rush Dooney would often, because he was into Dominion as well. So you kind of you even have like a history of that sort of thing. You have Rush Dooney yeah. kind of laying the infrastructure intellectually for a lot of things. Then you had Bob Mumford and those guys kind of come along and running out in the streets, evangelizing and everything else. So, so what has been, um, have you guys been anointed yet with oil? Not yet. I, I did receive a blessing that said lore is going to go faster and scale more than you could ever possibly imagine. Amen. And I was like, well, that's a curse for any business. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so I kind of hope we, do not we scale go at a reasonable pace, a good pace, right? but a reasonable yeah. pace that we can plan for and predict. Right. <laughs> so, can I, so can I ask, no one, well, go ahead, Gabe. And my, my talk was media 3.0. So I was playing off uh, some of the web 3.0 language and I um, started with hopefully a bridge, um, you know, cause Francis Schaefer back in uh, Keith will like this, Keith will remember this. In fact, Keith, you might even have more detail on this, but Francis Schaefer came up with the seven mountains of cultural engagement, uh, you know, uh, church, family, media, uh, business, entertainment, um, uh, and, and uh, I think I hit them all. The Entertainment, and, and he caught government. them spears, didn't he? Um, yeah. yeah. And, and Bill Bright, apparently, so the charismatic side of the story is Bill Bright came up with them about the same time. And he had the same vision that Francis Shaver had, and they later, later connected on it a, couple, a year later or two years later. And, and so, um, but the seven mountains or seven spheres, uh, I, I kind of started there because I'm going to be talking about media but those are areas where I, I think Christians should focus on with their engagement, their cultural engagement. But then I backed up, I backed up things up a little bit and said, really, there's three major mountains and four minor mountains. The three major mountains are are uh, church, government, and family. Those are the mountains that God has specifically ordained and defined and given authority to. And then these, you know, minor mountains um, are really under the family, education, media, entertainment, and business. Okay. And of course, of course, you know, it's not that the church uh, can't use media. They should use media. Um, but in terms of, you know, creating businesses and infrastructure, it should be more of a family outgrowth of the family. So that's where I started my talk and then just um, kind of went into um, kind of a little bit into the history of, of cross politic and, and how uh, Christians should be thinking about engaging with media with the truth. And not be watering it down, and and really create a uh, a movement with truthful media and truthful content. And I and and part of part of that, I kind of laid a little bit of foundation of just like um, we need to have better theology as the church, um, and and that gives us more of a grounds, more of a, a a basis for using media for God's glory instead of the church over the last. And I, I talked about COVID, how um, in twenty twenty COVID was a blessing to the church. 
we saw how the church didn't have the theology to properly kind of sort through this and the mm. church didn't have the strength and the church is full of cowards and how we sorted through this and, and how God, any church that God, um, that was doing well and doing this right and thinking rightly about COVID and thinking rightly about theology and thinking rightly about media blew up. And, um, so I think, uh, you know, we used, we used media, uh, I think pretty effectively uh, cross Baltic did through 2020. I told him how Absolutely, we went to a daily yeah. show yeah. in 2020 in March and how God really blessed that. A lot of people turned to us from charismatics, Presbyterians, Methodists and everything because their own church wasn't giving them the information they needed to sort through the pandemic. And, and so okay. media 3.0 is, is really kind of trying to look at, uh, uh, all the strengths that are coming out with blockchain and all the strengths that are coming out with kind of uh, media 3.0 is kind of like decentralizing media, but also finding a way where people can still connect to that decentralization because we, we can't exist on YouTube right now. Barely. Right. We can't, we can't exist on Facebook barely. So we got to figure out how to decentralize, but in such a way where everyone can still find each other. Dave, how, how big is this conference? You know, there's, there's probably about 150 people here and then there's an online Okay. Um, presence. They have an online community uh, and, that is also joining. And what's and what's the feedback you gotten from your talk? Uh, I think. I mean, I thought. I thought my talk. I got a lot of good feedback from it. Yeah. Let me um, ask you how you thought about. He your did talk. a good job. He did a good job. <laughs> James looking in the mirror like you did great. I love your talk. Your talk's amazing. I was there for it. <laughs> um, I, I thought. I thought the feedback what was really good. There's. I mean. There's a lot of you know amen and and, and excitement. Yeah. In my talk, and then a number of people came up afterwards. And good. What I, I know, I know, we gained at least one listener afterwards. He said, "Man, you got me all fired up to go home. I'm going to subscribe." And I'm going <laughs> to. Nice. Well, I got to tell you, Gabe. I got to disappoint you. If nobody handed you an offering or put money on the platform while you were preaching, you, you they didn't, didn't think do it. It didn't. It didn't move people the way <laughs> you got. If you're not dancing in money before the end of your sermon or talk, then you didn't do it right. Yeah, they got to sew into what you're doing. Yeah, Gabe. man. They they that's sew. <laughs> so it was okay, maybe, but yeah. you know. It didn't, right. If you didn't have no altar call, and, and yeah, you ain't. It, it, it wasn't on Mar fire. Marcus, um, what, what, what's your, what's your takeaway from all this? Well, well I, I gave a talk on uh, basically how uh, the tower from the Tower of Babel to Pentecost, there was a curse among the earth that yeah, prevented yeah. mass communication. Yeah, and then once Pentecost happens, uh, and people spoke in tongues and could understand each other and speak different languages with understanding, uh, that. Um, uh, we, we saw advancements from uh, starting with uh, codexes to the printing press to, to uh, Morse code and to the laying down of the, um, the transatlantic cable. And those were all Christians uh, who prayed over and praised God for their blessings, when, for their inventions when they worked, right? Yeah. So uh, the, the constant theme at every one of those uh, technological advancement was them using it. <laughs> to say peace on earth and goodwill towards men, right? So that was the first transatlantic cable one. That was the first radio broadcast is what they said, right? So you just see this use of uh, mass communication after Pentecost uh, to really further, for the purpose of furthering the gospel. But now uh, we're seeing that we want to do businesses and companies and communication industries and stuff like that, where we don't really talk about Jesus publicly. Right. We just want to kind of just, you know, the investors are like, oh, you'd get a lot more if you just, you know, made it less Christian or made it less. There's a bigger market out there. There's a bigger market out there. But when you look at like what's a bigger market 
the, the, the Morse code, the telegraph, the transatlantic cable, right? Like, and those were all very distinctive Christian, Christian endeavors. endeavors yeah. Mm-hmm. For the purpose mm-hmm. of spreading the gospel among the nations, you know, and um, James Buchanan, who was the president, you know, spoke about that this might, the telegraph might, the transatlantic cable might be used to further the gospel, to further Christendom. That was his first message to the Queen of England over the transatlantic cable. Huh. And and so it's like, <laughs> it's like, like Biden would never say that about any, any technological <laughs> innovation. So, so really my encouragement was just that, that we, we need to build technology um, beyond what we think we're capable of. Um, and, and specifically do so for the advancement of the gospel. Yeah. So that was sort of uh, that's subversive. Can I? Ooh. <laughs> so that's that's pretty. I spoke hardcore. about I spoke about tons at Oral Roberts University. Man. Pretty, <laughs> I, I get kicked out of a lot of reports. Oh, you know, I got. That's I was, was going to say. Like I see what you did there. Yeah, that was really yeah. clever. Yeah. But but here's the thing: being able to translate is the key difference from Babel. Right. Right, so that's why there has to be a translator, or else you're placing yourself under that curse of Babel again. Did you say that? Uh, nah, I didn't. Get it. I just oh! <laughs> but but that's, I was. I mean, I, yeah. I, I did. I did. I, I mean, I hope I made it clear. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I still a great. I think that's still a great step. And so here's here's what I was thinking about while both of you guys were talking. I'm thinking, you know, there is this stigma inside of reformdom um, that if I bump up against you, we're it's funny, and I think it's in one sense it's good. We'll go to our the pagans and we'll like deal with them and deal with a bunch of them and okay and work through them. But then when it comes up to the people who we are have fellowship with because we're all justified, we tend not to want to have that sort of relationship. Or I'm these are my brothers, or we seem to be really bashful about in our relationship with each other. You know, so when you guys are going to an event like this, why go to an event like this? Doesn't this would taint mm-hmm. who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And I just I, I'm happy that you're there or taint them. Well, that's the thing. We don't have Roberts. that. You know, but yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think that's, that's, that's not how we think, though, Keith. To be honest with you, we are more concerned about who's with us at our conferences who, because we're like, we don't want people to think the wrong thing about us. Well, mm-hmm. Ray Comfort goes to everywhere he's invited. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, like But you there's know, a difference. Is, is but there's Ray a, John? Is Ray Comfort? Is yeah, so yeah, Ray Comfort's Paul. I mean, he doesn't go much, but but he, he goes, like, there, he, where he gets off to preach, he goes. Okay. Yeah. And this, well, is not, this is not a punch at Ray at all, but. Ray makes sure that he doesn't have any sharp distinctives that would make him not be invited to certain places, right? Like, I'm not getting invited to certain places. And it's because I talk about baptism with babies. <laughs> I, would, I would add and that, I'm a uh, say that there's two reasons why I'm here. One is because Luke uh, and, and Jen invited us. They're a corporate partner, and they right. invited us to speak at, speak at the conference. But I'd say the, the other reason is because I really do think our charismatic brothers have um, a, a real um, – energy and real push and encouragement to us in the reform world. I mean, they really try to get things done. They really try to start businesses. They really believe that God's kingdom is here and that we need to be about the business and every, everything we do should be under the blessing of, of God, uh, you know, and, and that their, their energy to pursue and take dominion through business is really palatable. I mean, we don't, you know, I think we have that in pockets of the reform world, but it's, it's it's not. I mean, there's aggressiveness to the charismatics here about wanting to start businesses, wanting to grow businesses, and want to. I mean, yeah. I think that one of the Forum 12 themes is we want to reach a billion people. This this little organization, this little nonprofit that Luke and Jen started, that one of their goals 
is to reach a billion th- people mm. through their technology. Mm. Wow. You know, it's a, wow. it's a big goal. It's a great goal. Um, but I mean, they're thinking big and they're trying big. And so I, I think that kind of entrepreneurial risk is something that really needs to be present in reform circles. That's so right. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm here. That's one of the, that's the second reason why I'm here. Uh, th- so, uh, man, I just, other question I want to ask, but Gabe, you can't respond to this. Okay. You can't, you can't, we'll talk. We're going to have a whole show. Is it Monday or Tuesday? Which one did you say would be better? Pastor? Uh, I think we said Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. We're going to have a whole show on the whole Steven Crowder thing with the daily wire. Uh, that's got to be like an hour and a half. We got to reserve like an hour and a half. That, cause we, that's we ain't gonna was, get through. That was the most passionate <laughs> I've ever seen uh, gay break out. Is a, uh, yeah, like oh no, ago. he's oh, no. he's weird on this. I, there's, yeah. there's a gay I don't know about this conversation. I can't wait to have it on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> there's a gay I know and love, and I will fight for that game. This other game, I, I don't know this guy. Yeah, so yeah. you can't answer this yet. But Marcus, I gotta get the breakdown from you and Stephen Crowder and the Daily Wire. What is your take on it, especially with the technology conversation in the background? Yeah, there is an overwhelming. Uh, desire among artists uh, to be able to tell the stories that they want to tell, uh, to be able to uh, comedy, comedy with, the, with comedy specifically, you have to have the freedom to tell a bad joke. You have to have a, the freedom to bomb, right? And and so when you see this sort of conversation, it's like, oh, it's well, it's about a con- this whole thing's about a contractual obligation or a contractual a thing in the contract or or, or or the or the initial starting point of the contract, but it's not. It's about whether or not conservative artists have the freedom to really make content. They do. Uh, that 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 uh, Shut they, it. they want. You're you're saying they do now? They do. They do not. Start a YouTube channel. It's on already. No, you don't. Start a rumble channel. Start a podcast. You can start a rumble channel. Start a blog. Hey. Rumble channel. But but we're talking about from those with money, whether or not those with money value artists in such a way. That they can that 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 they that they value them for their gifts, um, and and uh, and this is I've seen this over and over again. Uh, Jason Farley, our chief content officer, has meetings with conservative uh, Christian filmmakers almost every single day, several times a day, and they've all been saying the same thing to them for two years. It's where uh, I, if I want to make this movie for PureFlix, I have to have a horse, a girl, a dog, and and, and some sort of sideline about cancer in order for PureFlix to be able to buy. <laughs> my story and that's why jason farley goes yeah but what's the movie you really want to tell um that you really want to make that no one will let you um that's that's a, a very distinct competitive advantage i think we have at lore is where we trust the artists to do that and this this is sort of the issue what crowder said all you need to know about what crowder wants is in the first five minutes of his very first video when he's talking about how he was told over and over again that 65 year olds will not watch a comedy show about conservatives that's that was the key. He brought that up in the very first five minutes, and that's why I think um, what he's doing. He's he's he doesn't care about when he's talking about. He doesn't care about the general population or what they think of him or whatever. He, he's speaking to very the, the 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 artists know exactly what he's talking about, and like they he 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 slammed a gong really loud throughout the conservative artist community, and and an artist response was. Uh, the artist's response was, "Finally, somebody is saying this and has a platform, and, and like this can be heard because this this is just the issue we we've experienced. It's it's actually been the reason for but our success. It, 
Uh, and we've signed 40 contracts exclusively because we've given artists the freedom to really make what they want and own their IP at the end of the day, which is another massively important aspect uh, as well. But You can speak yeah, out because so, you won't be here. Yeah, you, 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 you <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, uh, isn't that just... Isn't that what every artist claims about their art to everybody? You know what I mean? It's, it's somebody else holding back their art. And if I just had the chance, everybody would love my art. And I, I just feel like that, like, uh, I'm sorry. Did I do that? I, <laughs> oh, I, did oh. it. I somehow, I, I lowered your microphone on. I don't even know. All I heard was this. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> somehow my hand is hit the, I was my thinking, bad. I was thinking that's exactly what a non-artist would say. <laughs> Let me clarify that though. Like, just in the, in the, and of course, the businesses, um, most of the time, employees are hired to do their job, but they're not really hired to do or they're, or they're uh, de incentivized to really do what they're good at, right? So that's with any job, right? So you hire a person, they do their job, but the really talented business owners are the ones that go, you were we hired you to do this, but you seem to be more passionate and better at this. So why don't you go do that um, and make money for my company? So there, there is a value to giving employees the freedom to do what they're skilled and passionate about and also uh, and, and, and reward them for that. Like, they're, they're like that's a value, uh, whether it's in the art community or whether you're working in a cubicle somewhere, just get, like empowering people to work as God intended them to work and freeing them up and, and, and blessing them. Uh, okay, uh, Marcus is a socialist. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm not a socialist. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What, before I'm but, not. But he did say empower. Um, yeah, that's what socialists gonna, I say. I think I'm ready to tolerate what Keith has to say now. Go ahead, Keith. I'm ready to tolerate it. I'll no, keep his hand away from the no, controller. No, no I, I think we're good. It's just, it's, it's just in general like... Are you done? <laughs> you have a guy investing in somebody. Yeah, he wants a certain return. You know what I mean? He yeah. He's sitting there looking at his risk and saying, I'm willing to risk this much and... Obviously, the person yeah. who's the artist always thinks, well, if I really just had freedom, this thing would blow up, but it's somebody else holding me back. But Do you want to go to war? Because we could go to war. I'm for real. I'm for real. <laughs> Pastor, why, why don't you read this ad before yeah. we get into it? Yeah. No. Dime Payments is a Christian-owned processing payment business that will not give you any freedom. I'm just kidding. They, no, they, they actually are going to protect you. Every business needs a payment process system. So go to dimepayments.com slash FLF and sign your business up. Working with them supports us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Check them out. At least have a phone call. Tell them the cross politics sent you. Go to dimepayments.com slash FLF. Mm. All right, so here's where I wanted to end at. So you guys are at the conference. You guys have been. I, I grew up charismatic. I feel like those are my people. I, I like hanging out with them, even though I think they're a little. That's my crazy uncle. I love my crazy <laughs> uncle, right? Yeah, yeah. They're hilarious. That's my people. You guys are there. During the conversation we're having right now in the nation, especially in the reformedom about Christian nationalism, let's. You got two people vying for this particular lever. Which one do you want to live under? Charismatic Christians or Christian nationalists? <laughs> oh man! That's, that's <laughs> I want to I want to go bowling with charismatics if that matters. So I would rather, bowling? yeah, bowling. Yeah. I, so I think I'd rather prefer the charismatics because off the the. the the, the Nationalist guys at times, are, they just seem strident at times. Like, like the Charismaniacs, they at least like got like a little... little they're happier. But, but, yeah, but, they're happier. They're funner. They're And they're still doing a lot of damage. You know what I mean? They're the ones who are going everywhere telling everybody <laughs> right. about Jesus. Like right. if you hang out with Charismatics enough, 
you know, I like to do an evangelism. I'm like, would you please stop? I just want to get a burger. You know what I mean? I'm like, but everybody's hearing about Jesus. And so my charismatic friends, when you're out and about, everybody is going to hear about Jesus. So I'd rather generally be in that vein of people rather than just a, a chronic strident. So for you, it's like Christian I, nationalists, I'm sorry if, if I have because to Because I still think we're going to get the product of Christian well, nationalism. It's, it's, with the, it's similar. I mean, it's, it's similar to the theonomy thing and the reconstructionist thing, I think. It's like you end up with like really cranky, fussy um, people that are all wound tight about the law. Mm-hmm. When if you actually understand the law of God, it should make you the happiest person in the world. <laughs> it, should, it should make you the most gracious person in the world, the most loving person I, in the world. And I think, I, the, I, I think hey. it's the same thing with, with the with, with Christian nationalism. And, and so, I mean, I think, I think, um, I mean, as it turns out, I think a lot of, I mean, Christian nationalists yeah, 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 yeah. are actually charismatics and, Evangelicals, mm-hmm. as it turns yeah. out, uh-huh. uh-huh. the one storm in uh-huh. the one storm in the White House, pro- pro- <laughs> probably <laughs> on January sixth. Those were all charismatics, you know. You know but <laughs> but I think you know the, it's it's the reformed. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think there's two different camps. Yeah, yeah. side of it that's where, where I'm. You know, I think there's a chance. I mean, thank. I mean, it's it's NBC that put that that name on us in Moscow. Put it on Doug Wilson in particular in Christchurch Project as Christian nationals. We didn't even know they were doing that. And we're the ones, you know, Cannon Press has published Stephen Wolf's book on the case for Christian nationalism. Our particular brand of Christian nationalism to be um, very, very happy, very joyful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and able to link arms with, with charismatics and a lot of other people. I think there's also a chance that, um, I don't know, cranky scholastics and, and um, academics will get a hold of it and... Um, Mess the whole thing. and mess the whole thing up, yeah. and then there's wackos too on the other. You guys have had too much time to think. I'm watching you over there working your hands. Have you come up with an answer? Oh, on our side, have to get out of the academic towers and and thinking about it. Um, it seems to be there's just a lot of people just thinking about Christian nationalism, whereas the charismatics are they might not even have the theology to really be able to explain what they're doing, but right. they're actually doing stuff. Right. They're actually building, they're actually trying to build Christian companies and take crypto for Jesus. Like they're actually thinking about like, how do we make sure that, that, that Jesus is like the head of everything. But Jesus Lord. Um, Yeah, he's Lord. Like they actually, they're actually thinking about having business conferences about that. You know, what if Ligonier put on a Christian business conference? Mm. Right. Like, like, like what if G3 did a Christian business conference and brought in capital right. and brought in investors and heard pitches from reform solid people right. who are looking to Marcus, have distinctly Marcus. Christian companies? You don't res- see that. That's not the response. You don't see it. It just res- doesn't like that doesn't no, exist. You're wrong. That's my challenge to Josh Bice. To do it. You know Call what? Me up. I, I'm not speaking for Josh. I'm not a prophet. Son of a prophet. I'm just going to tell you right now what everybody's going to say. That's not what the church is supposed to be doing. There you go. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it at the Fight Left Feast Conference. We have a business makers yeah, conference. Yeah, we are. We are for profit. Business. Yeah, but but yeah, we're not. We're not. Yeah, we're not a ministry to the church. So there you go, yeah. Gabe. Take that. No, Take no we that. are. We're Take doing that. It. We're doing it. So are you living in a Christian nationalist? Or are you living to the Christian charismatic, Gabe? Which one are you jumping on? Uh, I, so, um, I uh, with one caveat, um, if I understood and better could, our, if if the theology of the charismatic movement was a deeper and more grounded in the word i would choose christian uh, christian charismatic charismatic nationalist nation any day but i want i want that i want that theology um deep and rooted and i want to be able to you know i, I want to be able to be based on you know one of the things i said in my talk is something that doug's just ingrained in us since i've been there in 2002 is like 
you know, um, resolved to have no problem verses in, in the Bible. That's the Christian charismatic movement I, I want to be a part of. Mm, that's really good. Hey, man, I appreciate that you guys are out there. I, yeah. I love the um, cross-pollination. I love the ecumenism that's happening there. And I'm hoping that you guys are rubbing off on them. They're rubbing off on you. And just a lovely fellowship out there. Bring Keep back, it up. Bring back some of that anointing. <laughs> Yeah, with, with you guys. <laughs> God bless you, brothers. Yeah. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Free men need to be able to protect their families. It's really sad to see people hurt, livelihoods destroyed, even homes destroyed just to make a political point? Free men take action when churches face heartbreaking attacks. And while cowards stand idle, free men run towards the sound of gunshots when children are in danger. I'm so thankful for free men who stand ready with the tools of liberty. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table.